0: And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn.
1: Hour 2, Backbone Radio, December 03, 2023. So glad you're on board. Thank you for the text the studio. Thank you for checking in. I'll get a little opening monologue in at the start of this hour, then off to the phone action. And I covered a lot of the Santos stuff, Santos expelled from Congress last night on the Corporin program when I was guest hosting. Talked a lot about the will, the Republican will to lose, and how Republicans are just never more content, never more virile, never more consumed with a feeling of holiness than when they are attacking one of their own, than when they are policing a fellow Republican. That is what makes the rhinos get excited. That is what gets them really passionate about existence. You don't attack an Adam Schiff. You don't attack the Jamal Bowman who pulled the fire alarm in Congress. You don't attack a Democrat But man, do you ever unload on a Republican. That's what you do if you're a rhino. The rhino school of losing. The rhino dedication to losing. Covered that last night, so I might not go into that a little bit more. But I will say, so much of the commentary you hear out there are ostensible conservatives trying to tell you that you need to be a better loser You need to get more passionate about losing. You need to share the commitment and the dedication the rhinos feel to losing. That is what you must do. And you are a bad person if you do not share that passionate commitment to losing. So that's what we see a lot of out there. But I wanted to get to something I raised in the last hour, Victor Davis Hanson has an essay. He is the foremost public intellectual in America, in my opinion. He's a classicist. We've interviewed him on this program. I have met the guy a couple of times, and I think the world of him. I probably own about 12, 15 of his books. And he goes back to the classics and the Greeks, the Romans, the history of warfare, on up to the present time. And um. He makes this point. um, If Trump wins next year, will his retribution match or exceed the injustices he has endured? (laughs) And uh, I might just throw it out there. We know the injustices Trump has endured at the hands of the Stalinist deep state Democrat rhino uniparty since the escalator, the hoaxes, the spying the impeachments all bogus, the mugshot, the attempts to imprison, <laughs> the frivolous lawsuits, the efforts to take him off the ballot, constant media propaganda, comparisons to Hitler, to Mussolini, to all the stupid, bogus stuff, right? They want to throw him in jail for the rest of it. So, There is such a thing as the golden rule, right? Do you want to treat others the way you would like others to treat you? Yeah, I mean, that would be a goal. That would be one of the foundations of Christian ethics, correct? And nobody can live up to that perfectly, right? I mean, but it's a worthy goal to strive for, right? We strive for that. Uh, At least we should strive for that. I think this culture used to strive for that a lot more than it does now. But I do think in politics, if we had a bit more of that, it'd be a better place. But, of course, that's never going to happen. And uh, the Stalinist left has gone full Stalin on Donald Trump for about eight years, and they're still going, and they're just ramping it up. And now they're sitting back going, oh, my gosh, Trump is going to win. Oh, my gosh. Trump is mopping up in this primary. Trump is packing arenas still. Trump is uh, beating Biden in the polls, and they try to substitute other names than Biden in the polls. And Biden still does the best of anyone else. And they're like, oh, man, we are hosed. They are getting nervous. Okay? Okay. And it's a special kind of nervousness you get when you know you have gone full Stalin on somebody and they're about to come back into power. Does that make sense? You have gone after Trump's family, his wife, all of his children. You have done the spying, the lying, the hoaxing, the impeaching. Go down that list of all the predations that they have waged upon Donald Trump. And here he comes back at him again, polling better than ever, stronger than ever, a more dedicated, savvy and resilient following than ever. And here he comes. Also, in the backdrop of four years of evidence of Joe Biden screwing up the place, just massacring this republic, destroying this republic, putting America last, wars all over the world. You name it, Biden has screwed it up. And when I say Biden, I mean the people behind the curtain, the ones that are pulling the strings of the puppet, the incoherent babbling puppet, stumbling up the stairs, sandbag falling down, splatting all the time. You know what I mean. They see, they see, they don't like what they see. So putting the question out there, ladies and gentlemen, um, should Donald Trump, uh, if he becomes president again, and I talked in the last hour about all the stunts that we possibly could expect to be pulled by the Uniparty to try to prevent Trump from winning in 2024 because he's on track to win. They're going to have to change the status quo. Last time we were at crunch time for them to change the status quo, to change the equation, We had a little virus pop up in China. Next thing you know, yeah, there we are. So we can speculate on what they want to do, but the question on the table right now might be is, should Trump turn the other cheek and not, you know, uh, try to right a few wrongs that have been waged upon him over these past eight years? Or uh, should Trump uh, try to match the Stalinist treatment he has endured, tit-for-tat kind of thing, you know, all right, you know, you did this to me, so we'll try and do that to you. Or should he, like, exceed what has been done to him? Should he, uh, you know, like uh, in Israel, there is a kind of a policy that if, if an Israeli person gets killed, then maybe they would kill 10 or however many of their, whoever did the killing in the first place as, as a defense sort of posture um, to protect themselves. Um, but what um, what do you think? I mean, should it be less or more or equivalent? Just putting that out, I don't know if anybody wants to speculate on that. And um, maybe I will not speculate on that. Maybe I will not say what I think should happen there. But I don't think turning the other cheek is going to help save this country. I think there are some bad people out there that do need to have some consequences and do need to have some repercussions and we need to get to the bottom of it. But I don't see it actually happening because the rhinos and the Republicans don't operate that way. They don't work that way. They will they will never do that kind of stuff. And, you know, they haven't even impeached Joe Biden. (laughs) You know what I mean? That hasn't even happened. So I I think it's it's actually wouldn't happen to that much of an extent. But, you know, you, you can't rule it out. And the freaks and the nervous paranoiacs on top who are seeing uh themselves at risk but it's like say you go full stalin on so you go full stalin you put put a whole half the country in a gulag essentially with all the lying and the hoaxing and the spying and the rest of it and then uh uh-oh somebody kicks open the doors to the gulag somebody kicks those doors open and out they come after you put them in there And they're not happy about having spent the last however many years in the gulag. You're you're not, you did not appreciate that one bit. So it's a special kind of worry these people have to feel for violating the golden rule. And they brought it on themselves. It's all their own fault.
0: On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710 KNUS.
1: Time for some pedal steel now, Blake, let's bring it, Mike Ness, bring out that pedal steel man, bring him out, Mikey, beef in the night. sometimes you just gotta have it, hanging around the honky tonk, is that hitting the spot? Oh, yeah. Bring it, Brother Blake. The Pedal Steel installment tonight. Getting a lot of text to studio about what Trump should do if he becomes president again. From 45 to 47, should be 46, too. Um, you know, saying that, uh, hey, you know, if if Trump does not defeat these people and uh, make some accountability for these people who have so corrupted the government and bent all the laws and gone full Stalin, then what's going to stop them from doing it again? they got to be rooted out they got to be defeated that's kinda of what I'm seeing here in the Texas studio yeah thank you thank you for that and by the way Trump in Iowa yesterday did have this to say because the fact is Americans don't like fascists
2: we don't like communists we don't like tyrants we don't like corrupt Politicians like Joe Biden, without question, this is the worst president, most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, without question. And I promise you this, if you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. We're going to be a free nation.
1: Oh, what a crowd. America will be a free nation again. And that's the way I look at it, I guess, is whatever it takes to allow us to be free. To get out from under this fascist dictatorship we've been living under, the behind-the-scenes, the 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 behind-the-curtains people who are screwing up the place, completely incompetent at running the world, but very good at their tricks, at their deep state tricks. they got to be defeated. And for all the talk you're going to see of Trump's revenge tour, Trump retribution, Trump rage... That comes from the voices of the people who have violated the golden rule, who are uniquely worried and uniquely terrified because they know the things they've done wrong, the spying and the lying and the hoaxing. They know what they've done. They know. And they know that they do not want the shoe on the other foot. They do not want that. They cannot have that. And so they're going to be really freaked out, and their rhetoric is going to be wild until 2024. And just know, whenever you see that word revenge, retribution, rage, that's what they have done to Trump. They're the ones who have been venting all of those base, base human emotions upon their political opponent. They are the Stalinists, and they do not want, again, the shoe on the other foot. And, uh, but if it were on the other foot, I mean, they, they maybe have earned this situation. And every moment they sit around worrying or having what I called in the last hour a diarrhea panic over their present circumstances, that's on them. That is their own, own damn fault, shall we say. What song is that, my own damn fault? That's a Buffett song. It's Margaritaville, I know it's my own damn fault. I'm not going to sing, but I I just can't sing, just so you know. (laughs) But uh, let's say a little howdy here, and thanks for those texts, by the way. Uh, Jack Evergreen, my man, what are you seeing, sir?
3: Well, your first question about Walensky uh, postponing the election, don't forget FDR stayed in for three terms,
1: too. Uh, Jack, I'm getting a bit of an echo can you can you alter where you're speaking from? There's a little background noise. Are you on speakerphone?
3: Yeah, I have to be. This phone only works on speakerphone. I can't hear anything if I put it on normal mode. I've got to get another phone.
1: Okay, I thought you just got another phone, Jack. Just, I, 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 thought, I thought this was never, your new phone.
3: No, they, well, you see, the problem is these are smartphones.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna put up with it because it's you, Jack. Because you are that amazing and. Yeah, what, what thoughts?
3: Well, I had a couple more thoughts. Uh, but as far as the way Trump is going to deal with these people within the body of the existing law, he's not going to do the gymnastics and the, all the nonsense that the Democrats did. But he's not going to need to. He's gonna, I guarantee you he's going to take care of them. It's going to be done in a lawful manner, not, not this garbage that the Democrats have throwing out.
1: That's a good way to look. Follow the rule of law. What does the rule of law say? Well, and, he's,
3: got um, he's got a clean house in all these agencies. He's got a massive job on his hand. I'm sure he's got a job for
1: me somewhere. <laughs> I would put you in there right away. Yeah.
3: No, I, think, I think he probably will. His problem is I'm too busy doing other things.
1: Well, br- <laughs> brush up your resume. Give him a few transcripts of some of the calls we've had, and you'll be hired immediately.
3: <laughs> no, he will. He'll take care of him, but he'll do it legally. He won't do the crap that they've done. He's not going to put himself on their level.
1: Yeah, that would make sense. And, of course, that's what I would expect. But, you see, and when Trump was president first time around, he didn't do any of that Stalinist stuff. He didn't mugshot his political opponents. He didn't try to put his political opponents in jail. He didn't spy on his political opponents. He didn't do any of that stuff. (laughs) He didn't do any of the tyrant Stalin stuff. And people know that. But what they're going to do in the left is they're going to accuse him of, oh, Trump's going to do what Biden's doing. Trump's going to do what Obama did. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah, but that's,
3: that's the landscape. Here. That's, what he has, that's what the Democrats have to
1: do. Victor Davis Hanson calls them the projectionist left. They're projecting because right. they're thinking that what they had yeah. done to Trump, of course, sure. Trump would do to them. But no. it didn't happen the first time. He was president.
3: It's not, it's not going to happen this time. Actually, it's going to be more effective because Trump's going to do it within the laws. It, his job is to bring the law back to where the law is supposed to be and not to have everything bastardized the way the, the Democrats have done it.
1: Exactly. Just follow the law, the rule of law. And that, you see, when you know that you have massacred and tortured and twisted and corrupted the rule of law like Team Biden, Obama has done. You don't like the sound of that. <laughs> you don't like the. By the way, are you saying Zelensky or Olinsky? Somebody just texted the studio, Saul Olinsky Tactics. Are you saying Olinsky as in the Olinsky no, playbook? Are you saying Zelensky in Ukraine?
3: I said both. first one was Ukraine, and the second one was the, uh, the communists.
1: Wow, you worked both of those skis in. That's two skis, an Olinsky yeah. and a Zelensky. Yeah.
3: Well, I've got nothing against the Polish.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Well, Jack, I'm having a little hard time hearing you, and if I am, that must mean listeners are, because there's like a well, there's a warble in there. Um, so, yeah. can you get a new phone for us, brother Jack? Yeah.
3: You know, I even talked to Peter this morning, the first time in about two years. Uh, I think the station ought to buy me a phone. I mean, I think it's about time, after
1: all. Yeah, get us an address. We'll 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 send you a phone by uh, work. by yeah, phone anyone. mail. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Man. All right. Well, Brother Jack in Evergreen, you stay groovy. Good night,
3: Father Hugh. Good night, Father Hugh, wherever you are. Was that? Good night, Father Hugh, wherever you are.
1: Father Hugh. It was about uh, three years ago, four years ago, right around now that we lost Father Hugh. Now that you mentioned that, Jack.
3: I, you know, I regret I never got to meet him.
1: We would have had a lot of fun together. Oh, uh, there wouldn't have been enough air in the room for you guys. That's for <laughs> sure. Maybe even in the state. <laughs> well, up up goes a prayer to the memory tell, of Father Hugh. Tell
3: the states to send me a phone.
1: You need a phone. Okay, quick. Yeah. Blake, Jack needs a phone. Can you get one to okay. him? It's on his way. Let's, it's, okay, Blake says it's on the way. Check your mailbox. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, Jack. All the best, sir. Let's go out with some peanuts. This is actually a complicated little tune. Kind of hard to play. Vince Giraldi Trio. Be right back.
0: Listen to Podcast of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn
1: at 710KNUS.com. We try to have one headbanger tune every night, and on Ozzy Osbourne's birthday, we thought it might as well be the Oz man, 75 years old today. How is this guy even alive? At the age of 75, to how to love, and how to somehow he is this guy. He was born the, in Malston uh, Green, Warwickshire, England, on 3 December 1948. This, of course, is his best song, though, Paranoid. has got to be right up there with the Randy Rhoads solos. The genres of Ozzy Osbourne, heavy metal, glam metal, hard rock, and doom metal. He was in Black Sabbath, right, before they went for Ronnie James Dio. What is doom metal? Blake? never even heard of doom metal i guess i don't sit around listening to doom metal enough probably what's missing in my life i'm just running around too optimistic too happy carefree happy go lucky well let's drop the oz man even though it's his birthday who remembers Blinky the clown who grew up around here? Who who watched Blinky happy birth a day? Birth a day. You're a Denver kid. You know Blinky the clown. And as I think back on that, he was kind of a strange dude. Was he not a little odd? But boy, we thought Blinky was pretty cool. And little kids would go have their birthdays with Blinky the clown, <laughs> and they would you know, bring their friends. And he had kind of a really gravelly, gravelly voice. I don't know. Somebody already texted in. I remember Blinky the Clown. (laughs) Thank you, George. Yeah, Blinky. Well, should I get to the phone lines? I think I probably should, but I just wanted to set this up that uh, Team DeSantis, they have their, their PAC, their political action committee. It's called Never Back Down. But guess what? They are backing down. I mean, people are getting fired out of there. The place is collapsing. The five-spiral crash is happening now And that um, they fired nine days ago. They fired Chris Jankowski, the CEO of Never Back Down, the DeSantis pack, And then Kristen Davison took over, and uh, she lasted nine days. She just got fired. So they just fired two CEOs in a row. Aaron Perrine, a Never Back Down spokesperson, has been fired. And another one, Matthew Palmisano, another top official, also fired. Adam Laxalt was the board chair. He's out of there. And so uh, some guy named Scott Wagner, a longtime DeSantis ally, is now going to be the interim CEO. Won't be there for long. (laughs) Thank you, Alexa. You loved watching Blinky? Glad you loved watching Blinky. But looking back, Alexa, you can respond by text. Wasn't he a little strange? Looking back, anyway, as DeSantis... Speaking of strange, let's talk about DeSantis. What a weird duck this guy has turned out to be. So, anyway, they're just firing people. And they're just going down the tubes over in Team DeSantis, the never back down. Never back down until you're down by, let me pull my poll data out here, the Harris-Harvard poll. Trump, 68. DeSantis, 9. Haley, 7. So Trump is 59 points ahead of DeSantis. DeSantis, single-digit dwarf DeSantis, wearing his high heels around, strutting around in his high heels. <laughs> Hey, can you put some lifts in those boots there, partner? Lift me up a little. I need a little lift. Um, so DeSantis is down. So never back down unless you're down 59 points and going further down. Yeah. And uh, Paul Ryan, longtime friend of DeSantis, one of the worst speakers in the history of speakers, Paul Ryan is telling people to endorse Nikki Haley now. He's saying that uh, Haley is the growth stock, not DeSantis. I like DeSantis, but he's just not going anywhere, basically, is what Ryan is saying. So, golly, you know, Ryan was all pushing for DeSantis. Now he's being disloyal to DeSantis. And I was thinking, well, DeSantis has been really disloyal to Trump, so he shouldn't mind about people being disloyal, right? Because that's what DeSantis does. Trump made him, Trump made him Governor of Florida. then he goes around crapping all over Trump this whole year, past year. So DeSantis should should appreciate disloyalty, right? Because Ryan is disloyal in DeSantis's face right now. Why anybody would ever want to hang out with Paul Ryan? I don't know. I mean, that guy is bad news, bad for the country, awful, just egregiously awful. But rumor on the street is, from Gunther Eagleman on Twitter, is that uh, he hears the inside story that uh, DeSantis is personally devastated by the disloyalty of Paul Ryan. Oh, politics is tough. Especially when you're like, uh, mm, no talent, when you just don't have what it takes, and when even the high heels are not enough. When even the high heels can't get you off the ground. Let's start saying hellos in line here. Joe in Arvada. Joe, thanks for being oh, here. Welcome.
2: Hi, Matt. This is Joe. Uh, I. Uh... Hello, Joe. Hi, hi, Matt. I I just wanted to say this that that if if they're worried about Donald Tr- Trump uh, going after them, they're worried for a reason. What they did.
1: Exactly. It's on them.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. Donald Trump was never guilty of sedition. Donald Trump was never guilty of treason. Donald Trump was never guilty of bribery. That's what these people have done. They have, think about it. Joe Biden took monies from our enemies.
1: Ukraine, Russia, China, go down the list, brother Joe.
2: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I just want to tell you, if you're a Democrat, you know, I feel sorry for you. You got duped by a bribery artist. You know, he, he, the guy the, and then the other thing on top of it, Christopher Ray and some of these, the FBI, the the CIA, they involved their power to move Donald Trump out at the end. Yes, with election fraud. And they helped do it. Don't think they didn't. When it's all exposed, they will be guilty of sedition, and they, too, helped the enemy. Why? They put a a fraud in the office of the presidency. You know what? they should be held guilty.
1: I noticed that. But, see, there's a special kind of worry that comes from the people who do not have a clean, clear conscience. A special kind of worry— for violating the golden rule. You know, you want to treat others the way you would like them to treat you, but they have made a massacre of that in how these folks, these corrupt folks, treated Donald Trump ever since the escalator 2015. And if the rule of law is applied to them, if the rule of law is applied to them fairly and squarely, I think they know it would not end up good for them. Would it, Joe?
2: No, the, here's the thing. Donald Trump doesn't have to do a thing other than put an honest man as Attorney General, Merrick Garland. Yeah, <laughs> honest is is part of the job.
1: Right. A.G. Uh, Barr, every bit as dishonest as Merrick Garland, sad to say. Christopher
2: Ray, same thing. Christopher yep. Ray, an honest man. You are not. Right. Uh, Mayorkas, you are not honest. Right. all of these people were liars and they get on trump for lying the whole biden administration is a cadre of liars it's disgusting and yeah. you know the here's the 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 thing about it is is that he doesn't have to go after them the law should go after them you know right. why because they're guilty
1: if you have they honest people who are you know pursuing the rule of law and we have Not had that for some time in the Beltway, and A.G. Barr dropped the ball in a most grievous fashion on that. And by the way, he's one of the worried ones, too. He doesn't have a clean con. He acts like he's hiding something, A.G. Barr, that guy. But, you know, Joe, as we come to the wall, say you are Stalin and you throw your political enemies into a gulag. And then somehow somebody opens the door to that gulag, and your political enemies, after sitting in there for a while in the freezing Soviet cold, come out, and they're not maybe happy about it. How do you how do you think they're feeling now to have gone full Stalin, and then the gulag gates fly open? Hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah, not I, good.
2: No, I I understand. They're they're scared, uh, and they should be. There there is. Not only is are they after him, but God's after him.
1: They have earned their fear. They have earned it. Thank you, Joe. Backbone
0: Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS.
1: Go, Kelly Willis, man, that's one of my favorite country crooners from down in Oklahoma. What a voice. What a what a body of work she has put out. Though I will admit, Kelly Willis uh, is a big Hillary Clinton supporter. Oh. When I saw that, I was like, oh, say it isn't so. <laughs> Please, no. But I always say uh, you got to forgive the artists for their political naivete. You got to try to anyway, and it's, it's not a, I, It's hard for me to forgive uh, Robert De Niro. That guy has been so hostile to Trump, so dumb. I mean, just so punch, drunk, stupid has Robert De Niro been in these recent years that I, I cannot watch a De Niro movie. Anybody else in that boat? Those of us who uh, follow the political details right into the weeds, you know, and you see whenever De Niro says anything, it's just so stupid politically, so dumb that it's just a mean, ugly, nasty guy. And why do you want to watch a De Niro movie? It's it's kind of a bummer because he's been in some like good movies like a long time ago. Anyway, that's one that's kind of hard for me to overlook is De Niro. But I can overlook Kelly Willis. Good music there. So glad you're on board. Matt Dunn, Backbone Radio. And, yeah, the phone's just lighting up on us. We'll be chatting in just a moment. Text the studio, I like your positive attitude. It lifts my spirits. And uh, I get accused of that, of having a positive attitude, and I always wonder uh you know really does it come off that way i guess it's just you know being normal i guess that's just my vibe some people accuse me of having a positive attitude and i guess um ozzy osborne we were just talking about that that he one of his genres is doom metal doom metal and i was thinking could i cure myself with with like listening to more doom metal Maybe, you know, a steady diet of doom metal, and I'd come in here morose. (laughs) I'd come in here just bitching about everything, you know? Should I? No, I'm not going to chant. I'm going to just call it like I see it, right? And um, I do think we're losing the dang country. That's the thing. People say, well, you have a pot. But we're losing the country. I mean, America's dying. It's dying. Ireland is dying right now go and um i don't like that but i'm always working the angle finding the way around it finding a way to save this darn place you know what i'm saying that's what we got to do don't get our daubers down that doesn't do anybody any good do not let your dibber dauber get down you know we got to keep after this and you know as i said hour one they're gonna pull every stunt in the book they can possibly think of to change the status quo in which Trump is presently on the way to victory, they're going to do everything they can possibly think of. These unscrupulous, power-obsessed, fanatically dishonest people. But we can't let that throw us off track. Period. Just whatever they throw it, they have to be defeated. That's just the deal. Even if your vote, I mean, you think, ah, does voting even matter? You know, just do it. Do it anyway. Just don't even think. Just do it. Just vote. Vote MAGA. It's hard for me to say vote Republican at this point with all of their losing, losing ways. The Republican passion for losing is they take out Santos. <laughs> they, they get rid of this guy. They don't, they, they don't lay a glove on liar Adam Schiff. They, they let Adam Schiff pencil that guy swiveling around, lying like he's breathing. He's still out there doing that stuff. He said he had evidence, hard evidence of Trump being a Russian spy colluding with Russia. He had the evidence and he never produced it, ever. And he's still in there. But they got Santos, your Republicans. Good job, people. And there's Ken Buck voting to get rid of Santos. And so the Republican majority in the House was four. Now it's three. And somebody soon is retiring. So it's going to be two. Uno, dos. It's going to be two. One, two, tres, cuatro. What song is that? Any trivia people? What song is that? Wooly Bully. You nailed it. How fast was that, Blake? That's my song. Who does Wooly Bully? Sam, uh, wait, no. Sam the Uh, Sham and the? The Pharaohs. The Pharaohs. Uno, dos. One, two, tres, cuatro. Maybe we should get that on sometime. Anyway, I'm talking too much. I'm talking too much. I guess that's my job, is to talk too much. I'm doing my duty. Anyway, so we get our majority down to 2. <laughs> well, you know. And then what if without even having an election, the Republican Party loses its majority in the House? Without even having an ele- what if we're suddenly we're like, "Oh, now we have to have a Democrat speaker." I mean, it is the most dysfunctional party you could ever imagine. And the only reason it is dysfunctional is because they're constantly going against the will of the voters. They um, have all kinds of big donors behind them that want them to be against Trump, against MAGA, and against their own voters. And uh, that makes for an incredibly dysfunctional party. And it's just an embarrassment. And they're so passionate about losing. And you always listen to commentators telling you that you need to be more passionate about losing. Mitt Romney, John McCain never forgave Trump for winning in 2016. They just never forgave him. Neither did Paul Ryan. You can't have a Republican that goes out and wins. You can't do that. We will never forgive you as a Republican for winning and not sharing our fiery, dedicated passion for losing. That's how it works in this party. It's unsustainable. But it's a function of the money and the globalists and the rest of that. You see how distorting that is? Ken Buck's gone. Couldn't take it anymore, I guess, or maybe CNN did give him a job. Let's say hello to Mike in Littleton. And, Mike, thank you for checking in. Mike, welcome.
2: Yeah, first of all, uh, I'll make this quick. Robert De Niro always is and was better than uh, uh, Al Pacino. Sorry, he always will and will be better than
1: De Niro. I think you're uh, right. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and then um, Pacino stays uh, out of the politics thing, I think, doesn't he? He does. He doesn't oh, go for yeah, that stupid yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's what that's what I like. Um, uh, let's see. Gosh, where is that going now? Um, uh, doom metal. That's that's the state of the country under Biden. And uh, totally, you know, I, yeah, d- very much emphasis on the doom capital D O O M. And I mean, you know. You might not like DeSantis much, but I, you gotta admire. Him. He walked off that stage without his right
1: uh, high-heeled boot because it was jammed up. Uh, DeSantis's, I mean, uh, Newsom's bum. <laughs> what? Oh, you're, you you watched the DeSantis Newsom debate?
3: I listened to. It, yeah, yeah. It, so,
1: it, yeah. and people are saying DeSantis did all right, and so I, I want to give a little credit to DeSantis, but I see him is an incompetent completely disloyal disaster of a candidate just awful but uh but he money. he did may, maybe he's going to make it hard for newsom to parachute in and take over for biden if desantis did yeah. that maybe that's not nothing
2: well it's it's a it's a neck and neck uh race between the most odious Nikki haley and uh porky pig there <laughs> who's
1: who's porky pig is that desantis
2: uh, no, that's uh, uh, uh,
1: uh, Mr. Krispy Kreme. Krispy. Oh, oh, yeah, Krispy Kreme. That guy, who, by the way, mm-hmm. is he's less than one percent. He's he's a, he's a confirmed zero percenter. Is Chris Christie? Mm. But uh, and I'm joking about the stand in his high heels. But I mean, he does wear them. I mean, he he's like he's on stilts, like strutting around off balance. It's it's just weird, man. Thanks, Mike